So today we have the traditional reading for the first week of Lent, in which Jesus, we are told, he is filled with the Holy Spirit and then is led by that Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. And why would Jesus be tempted by the devil? The question is answered by, why did he go to the desert? He goes to the desert as that place of solitude, that place where he can be with his father. He goes to that desert to pray and to fast. And there is nothing that Satan hates more than someone who prays and fasts. So Satan realizes that this Jesus, he must be someone special, but Satan's own understanding is obscured. His own rebellion has caused him to not only fall from the grace of heaven, but has clouded his ability to perceive. And so he is not sure exactly who Jesus is, but he suspects that he might be the Son of God. And so Satan decides that he must test what he thinks Jesus is to see if this is true. We think of ourselves being placed in this gospel. St. Teresa of Avila, like St. Ignatius of Loyola, invites us to place ourselves in that gospel that we're out there in that desert with Jesus and that we're kneeling down and praying to the Father with him. And what can we expect from that? St. Teresa of Avila made it very clear to us in those first two dwellings especially in that first one, when Jesus becomes so attractive to us, when we begin to see him as the model for going to the Father and seeking the Father's will, and we look to Jesus as our model for prayer, as soon as Satan sees that happening, St. Teresa Avila is very clear to us, Expect Satan to attack. If you start praying and you are committed to prayer and you're going to stay with that discipline of prayer 
And you're going to grow in the grace of God through that prayer. Then expect Satan to come and test us as well. Remember, I shared with you earlier in the retreat, if Satan leaves you alone, he has nothing to do with you, that's when we should be really worried. If we are no threat to Satan, then that means we are not in a good place with God. And so we ourselves, looking to Jesus and his example today, of undertaking in this Lenten season that commitment to prayer, that commitment to fasting. You know, if there's some particularly bothersome sin in our life, prayer and fasting is the way that we can root that out. Always understanding it is working with God's grace in everything that we do. But prayer and fasting, that is what can root out the most stubborn of sins. And so we ourselves, as we come to truly enter into this Lenten spirit, and knowing that doing that, we are now most likely going to be, in a certain ironic sense, inviting Satan in by the fact that we are going to truly pray and be faithful to that prayer every day, and that we are going to fast and actually say no to ourselves. Every time that we say no to ourselves, we say yes to God. Fasting is not so much about us giving something up as it is saying no to ourselves and opening our hearts more widely to God. Every time I deny myself in even some small way, I'm opening my heart just a little bit more to receive that love of God. And so as we are filled with that love of God, we can bet that Satan is going to come along and try to derail us. And remember, St. Teresa of Avila over and over again warns us, be ready. He is the devil. That means he works in devilish ways. He's manipulative. He's a liar. He's cunning. He's deceptive. He will use any means possible to derail us from having that faithful prayer life, from having that connection to God, to growing in that love of God. And so the devil tries to keep Jesus from truly seeking and understanding and doing the Father's will. And so the first thing that he approaches him with 
As he says, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. See, he's going to the physical appetites. Jesus is very hungry. We are told that by St. Luke. So, Satan is trying to gain entrance into Jesus' soul by saying, I will give you something to satiate, to take care of your physical hunger. But Jesus recognizes that's not what he needs to be fed with. And his reply, one does not live on bread alone. How often do we settle for being given that loaf of bread? How often do we allow Satan to convince us that that's all we need? Just satisfy those appetites. Just temporarily enjoy that pleasure. That's all you need. There's nothing more. Not realizing what we need is the bread of life. Then the devil says to Jesus, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. That's ultimately what Satan wants. He is so envious, so filled with jealousy and rage against God because God gets this praise. God gets this attention that Satan wants for himself. And so, just like with the story of Job, the devil is given this ability to have the authority to hand over all the power and glory of the world to Jesus if Jesus will just worship him. And of course, Jesus says, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. This is that worldliness that St. Teresa of Avila warned us against. That Pope Francis spoke about in the joy of the gospel, that worldliness that we oftentimes invite into our lives, that we invite into our very soul. And Satan is always trying to get us to think that that's what will fill us, not the love of God. And then Satan leads Jesus to Jerusalem and 
puts him on the parapet of the temple and says to him, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written as angels, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And with their hands they will support you lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him in reply, it also says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So St. Teresa of Avila reminds us in the interior castle, when we tell God that we want it to be done our way, when we tell God that he has to do what we want and respond to what we're doing, when we say, well, Lord, I won't pray to you, I won't Stay in this discipline of prayer unless you give me something in return. Setting up those conditions and testing our God. Saying to him that he has to do it our way. You know, I never liked that Frank Sinatra song. I like Frank Sinatra in the sense of he's a good singer. And some of his songs are, are, are fine, but that I did it my way. That is the most unchristian song you can find. I did it God's way. That's the song St. Teresa of Avila would want us singing. And we come to understand just in the same way that Satan today tries to trick Jesus, tries to appeal to his humanness, tries to get him to be attracted to that worldly power, and how he wants him to not trust in the Father, but to actually test the Father. All of those different ways he's going to do with us as well. And if we really and truly belong to God and we feel that Satan seems to be somewhat relentless and keeps trying to throw one temptation after another against us and we just feel like at times that this constant barrage will never end, then we can know we are getting closer to God. Remember, I shared with you St. John Vianney. He used to listen to confessions for 18 hours a day or more in that little town of ours in France. And there were quite a few clergy in Paris who were very envious of him, very jealous of him. This is a saint who lived on boiled potatoes, who loved Jesus Christ with all his heart, and who saw that he wanted to rescue 
as many people as possible in this life from hell through that beautiful gift of the sacrament of confession. And who do you think wanted to stop him? Satan. Every soul that came to ours and received that mercy, that forgiveness, that grace of God into their lives, Satan is like, I lost one more. I lost one more. And so his goal was to attack St. John Vianney through the detraction of some of the clergy up in Paris, through some of those who began to pass around rumors. And Satan himself, not seeing the success in these things, decides to attack him at night, to constantly throw him out of his bed, to disturb his sleep, the little sleep that he got every night. Satan tried to weaken him and to tear him down and to defeat him. But his heart belonged to God. And he was in that fifth dwelling where no matter what Satan tried to do against him, it was not effective. So today, as we reflect upon this gospel and ask ourselves, how have I allowed Satan to trick me, to lie to me, to deceive me? How many times have I gone along with these things instead of resisting him? And to look to Jesus Christ as that example and model for us that in his humanness, the fullness of his humanity that was tempted in that desert, It was through that fasting and prayer that he was strengthened to resist. And it is through our fasting and prayer that we can achieve the same. That no matter what Satan tries to offer to us, we can say to him, it is nothing compared to the love of God.